Hey folks, welcome back to the Culture Jack Podcast. I'm Dustin, and you didn't expect to be hearing from me again so soon, didn't you? I pulled a little trick on you. I pulled a little sneaky on you, and I said I was going to watch Doctor Strange tonight, and then I was going to review it in next week's episode, but I just couldn't wait. I have to talk about this movie to someone. I'm not going to spoil it right off, so please don't don't turn away right just yet. I mean, I've probably put spoilers in the title and in the description, so you'd be you you wouldn't be wrong in turning around now cuz you don't want to be spoiled for this movie. You want to go in for some of the surprises that they managed uh to keep along the way. I've been to a lot of movies this time off. I can't even remember all the ones I went to. I went to The Bad Guys. I went to Fantastic Beasts and now I've gone to Doctor Strange. And probably here within the next week, I'll be going to Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I know I'm very late on that one, but I'll, I'll definitely get it knocked off of my list. Uh, <laughs> I had made some predictions in the previous episode, the one that I just recorded, the one about Moon Knight, the Embracer Group, and um, and Microsoft, Sony, and Netflix. The, I was very wrong. I was very wrong about a lot of things uh, going into this. I have to start though, with this movie, because I am going to, I'm going to give you a little bit of a recap of the movie. I, (laughs) for the first time in my life, I took notes in a dark theater for the express purpose of coming back here and seeing if I could decipher this, these cryptic messages that I, that I gave myself on this notepad, uh, while I was writing in the dark, I didn't know where my, my pen was, but you know what, looking back at it now, my my penmanship surprisingly good in in the dark um i took uh well i didn't take my wife bought myself and my son and daughter tickets to go see this thing uh so thank you very much uh that was that was very kind of you to pay for us to go see doctor strange in the multiverse of madness awesome but we took our son and daughter and Despite this being a Marvel superhero movie, despite this being a <laughs> what you might think of a, as a, like a cookie cutter MCU movie, it's very scary. It's a PG-13 movie, but it has jump scares. It has horror elements. It is uh, not something that I expected out of Marvel. I mean, frankly, I'm I'm. I'm shocked, I'm surprised, I'm aghast, and ultimately I'm very, very pleased uh, with that decision that they made to take it down this route. I, I, I don't know, like I just got done with the movie, uh, probably, well, probably about two or three hours. I had an hour drive to and from the theater, you know, we had to stop and visit some people, we had to go to the store, so I'm a little bit... Uh, separated from it now. I've had a little bit of time to digest it, think about it, talk about it with my family. Uh, and I'm, I don't know what to think about it yet. Like I, I have to watch it again to fully, to, to fully, I think, express what I need to say about it. So you may hear more about this movie from me later. It was a very good movie. Like I said, I've never had a bad time at a Marvel movie and this was no different, albeit uh, a Sam Raimi directed Marvel hero horror esque uh, superhero flick is different, man. I mean, it definitely felt like 
a Ash versus the Evil Dead had all of those um, jump scares, uh, the way that they did. Well, shoot, I don't want to spoil it yet. I, I want to talk about it. So going into the movie, there were some trailers ahead of it. Uh, Thor 2, the trailer we've all seen online. Avatar 2, The Way of Water. I hadn't seen the trailer online, so maybe it had already been released. But this is the first time I experienced it. And I've the Avatar, I thought it was supposed to be on a different planet. Like the first one was on the planet Pandora, I believe, where all of these tall blue elven creatures lived. And... The, the second one, I think, was supposed to be out in an, on an ocean planet somewhere else, right? So do they go to a different planet? Because it's all these same creatures. Again, uh, Downton Abbey, The New Era, not going to watch that. And then Top Gun Maverick also had a trailer uh, in this. Uh, it was this movie, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. There were sections of it that felt like they they tried to appease the fans uh, with fan theories and revelations that they'd been getting for a long time. Like, I want to know what the reshoots were for this movie. If you tuned into this podcast, I'm, I'm hoping you've seen it. Um, but you'll know what I'm talking about, right? Like, some of it feels kind of kind of packed in there. Maybe last minute. Yeah. I think that's all I can say without spoiling it, I guess. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch uh, did amazing. The new characters in it, uh, awesome, really cool. Uh, some that I don't know about. Uh, two in-credit scenes, so st stick after uh, the show if you want to see those. I'm sorry if you hear my papers fluttering around. That's my notes. This is a very raw and real episode of Culture Jacked. It's not one that... Uh, really is following any particular format here. I just wanted to talk to you about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Okay, with all that being said, I guess we'll get into uh, spoiler territory now. Uh, so if you have not seen it, you know, tune out. Don't spoil yourself. If you can, stay off of uh, your favorite social media websites, off of your Facebooks and TikToks and Twitters and whatnots um, to avoid, you know, getting spoiled for this one. So, there's a the Defender Strange character that we've seen in the in the trailers in the promotional material for a long time. He's running along with America Chavez right off the right off the bat, and they're running down a long kind of uh, it's like a a magical road that's like floating in this in this space, and they're being chased by this monster, the monster that I had assumed had something to do with Moon Knight because of the bandages, because it was it appeared to be mummified or something like that. And it attacks uh, this Defender Strange, and he's throwing up some magic spells, and his little magic circles are blue rather than orange. Um, I can't remember if the, 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 this, the creature attacked him and wounded him, but some little kid in the theater, uh, <laughs> after it happened, he goes, well, that's strange. And <laughs> our theater erupted in laughter. It was very funny. <laughs> like, you bet, kid. Um, so anyway, they're being chased by this thing. And uh, America Chavez, she has the ability to punch holes into the multiverse. So she can. she's a trans-universal uh, type being that can go from multiverse to multiverse. And 
they're trying to get a hold of this book to take care of this monster. Um, and he says, look, the monster is going to get you. So I need to take your powers, which is essentially going to kill her. And he says, well, you know, that's a small sacrifice to make for, for the greater good of the multiverse. And she's not down with that idea. She doesn't like it. Um, but the monster kills him before that. And that triggers a strong emotional response from her, which in turn opens up a portal. Um, oh, I guess he's dying and the monster's got her kind of tied up. And he shoots like these uh, blades to cut the monster from her. And she goes and then his body goes into the portal as well and they escape. Then we fast forward to our Doctor Strange. Because this is a different Doctor Strange from a different reality. That's the thing. This is the multiverse. Um, at Christine's wedding. Oh, no, no, no. She goes through the portal and then he wakes up and he's like, whoa, what a crazy dream. Um, but then he ends up dressing up, going to Christine's wedding. And... This guy at the wedding, I guess a fellow doctor, uh, he says, hey, you know, how have you been? He's like, well, I've been, you know, I've been dust for five years and my dogs died. And and he's like, really, was that the only way that you could have beaten Thanos? And he was like, that was it, man. That was the only way. And so he's there when uh, a character that it's not Shumagorath anymore because Shumagorath is under a different license, uh, but a tentacled creature with an eyeball attacks uh, it se is seemingly uh, unprovoked and untargeted just at random people in the street. But actually it's after America Chavez as well, who's now in our universe. And so he, he fights very cool fight scene. Wong shows up the, the, the actual sorcerer Supreme, which we established in Spider-Man no way home, right? Strange was dusted. And so he kind of got the job by default, right? Uh, America, you know, after they, they beat the monster in a, in a very neat scene, you know, the monster, oh, oh, this was the thing. This was the first part that I realized, oh, this is not a movie made for my, my daughter. She's eight years old and, uh, <laughs> they're fighting this thing and they kind of got their backs up against the wall. And then Dr. Strange summons his cape up that had been previously kind of pinned to the wall, but it grabs like a lamppost and he flings it up through the eyeball of the monster and then pulls it out and it pulls it out with a very satisfying like sound like it just right right on out of right on out of this this beast's face um and she was like oh <laughs> she hid hid behind her blanket um oh another thing that Doctor Strange can do in this that apparently he's been practicing some dark arts or something it seems like at one point, he opens a portal that a giant beast head comes through and grabs something in its mouth. I don't know if it's a tentacle or or what. And then at another point, he opens up these portals that these demon hands come out of. So if you're familiar with like the What If episodes on Disney+, Plus, he, he really got into the dark arts in a way and uh, has been practicing some new things. So... They, they, they go to, where do they go to? Um, Wong's there. They've rescued America. They're like, who are you? They, she takes them to the dead doctor strange. She's like, look, I'm, I'm from a different universe. And Wong says these creatures, they weren't, 
the they're not magical creatures those were runes or they are magical creatures those are runes who does runes witches do, do runes do we know any witches and sure enough they they know about uh, wanda who does the the runes because she's a witch she's been dreaming about her kids um so Doctor Strange goes to her in, in like this orchard that she's pruning. And he's like, look, we need your help. There's these creatures attacking with runes. We've got this girl. She claims she's from another universe. Um, she's got this power. We need you to come help her. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll come help. Up. Why don't you just bring America here? And he's like, I never told you her name. And she dissolves the entire beautiful orchard into these lifeless trees. And it's just, it's a very cool scene. She's like, you never told me your name, did you? And he's like, no, I didn't. And so he was like, uh, why do you, why do you want her? And she's like, I got to go find a universe that has my children in it. And he's like, but if you take her power, it will kill her. And she says, hey, look, that's a price I'm willing to pay. Uh, there's a green bowl. Uh, in the, what is the place? What is the place? Hold on. Let me, let me look this up. I know I don't do this often, but this, all of this is unscripted. It's just on my, my silly little notes here. What is the, what is the, stop it. Chrome apps, you silly. What is the place in Dr. Strange to where the sorcerers study it is Kamartage in Nepal okay so that's where they they go to this where they take America and Wanda was like hand over the girl or else it's gonna get nasty and he's like no don't do it don't come uh to Kamartage because you know we're gonna we're gonna fight you and um they show some some features there's a green bowl who is the green bowl this is a, a very exploratory episode for myself as well. Green Bull in Doctor Strange. Uh, Rintra. Rintra is an intelligent being from the extra-dimensional planet of Raval. His people, the Ravalians, resemble a green-skinned minotaur of Greek myth. So what I like about in this movie is they introduce this Green Bull. Like he is studying at this sorcerer's academy, essentially, and they give him... No exposition, no explanation. There's just a green bull there. And I've said this for a long time in these movies. I want them to just show up. I want heroes to just show up because this is a world that is full of heroes. Um, and they should just they should just be there. We don't need an origin story or a uh complete thorough bio biographical history for each one of these characters we just need them to show up and go oh hey uh rentra how you been and then maybe we can give some of his backstory later a la hawkeye who you know went 10 years before we really delved into his story at all so it turns out that wanda sent those creatures wanda sent the uh, creature that attacked them in near Christine's wedding. Christine getting married to someone else, by the way. Doctor Strange not happy about it. Um, and the bandaged creature that attacked the other Doctor Strange in America Chavez. Um, the all of the all of the sorcerers made a shield out of the thing as Wanda floated up with her giant ominous cloud. And when she did, uh, her hands looked like eyeballs in it. And so 
it reminded me of the cloud creature that, that was in Loki, but then it turned out just be little her. And then Doctor Strange flew up and he's like, hey, you can't take the girl. And she's like, look, this is me being reasonable. Um, and then she kept saying she was still being reasonable as she was slaughtering these sorcerers. It was so cool. She took down the shields. Um, she couldn't get by him with her blasts. So she did some witchcraft and got into the minds of one of the dudes. And she's like, you should really run. This isn't a good place for you to be. And he's like, all right. And he runs and he knocks over a bunch of other people. And then the shields go down and Dr. Strange puts her in a mirror realm and she's jumping out of, um, she's jumping out of like reflections within Kamartage and, uh, another really incredible horror aspect in this show. And and that's what I found as I was watching it. It is like there is is way more horror elements in this than I've seen in any other MCU property. And I know that was by design. That was something that was one of their intentions early on uh, with, I think it was Scott Derrickson who was direct. He directed the first one. He had ideas for the second one creative differences he had to leave Sam Raimi took over but Sam Raimi classically uh, a director involved in horror movies not to mention uh, I heard there was some production assistance from uh, people who had worked on like Stephen King uh, shows movies uh, adaptations as well so like there's a lot of good horror chops on um on Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Anyway, uh, so she's coming through the puddles in there, in the reflections. He sends her to, like, a mirror realm, and she finds, a, like, a way out of it. Uh, it's insane. Um, she comes through, and America Chavez is getting getting her stuff pulled out of her again, her magic pulled out of her or something, and she gets emotional. A door pops open to the multiverse, and both her and Dr. Strange go through it. And that's the, the event that you've seen in the trailers where they're going through and, and splish splashing around in these different dimensions. And they finally land in one where <laughs> you have to go on red. Uh, so they're at a crosswalk and green, you know, Dr. Strange almost walks out in front of a car. Uh, America pulls him back and she's like, no, you know, this is not how this works. And he's like, Oh, so maybe you go on red. Sure enough, it turns red, and he's like, yeah, let's go on red. And he says that again when they get to the Doctor Strange Museum. In this universe, there was also a Doctor Strange who also uh, did a big sacrifice to prevent Thanos from destroying the world. We find out later that was kind of a, you know, it was it was kind of a um, red herring because he also cost, uh, he cost trillions of lives creating multiple incursions into different universes because he was corrupted by the dark hold that he used to defeat Thanos with. Um, anyway, she's like, there's two rules when you're multiverse hopping, hopping. And she's been to like 72 universes. She says, you know, one, uh, is what is the first rule? Shit. <laughs> I forget now. Um, one is to find food and the other one is to, I don't know, don't stand out or something. I don't remember what the two rules were, but she finds pizza rolls, pizza balls, because she, she likes to find pizza. And he's like, how did you pay for that? And she said, well, you know, hey, most universes have free food. 
Yours is just weird because it doesn't have free food. And then the vendor who she got the pizza balls from says, hey, you you didn't pay for that. She's like, oh, I guess you do have to pay for food here. And that is the cameo uh, appearance of Bruce Campbell. Everyone was wondering who he was going to be, whether he was going to be a variant of Doctor Strange, because there was that photo online that leaked of him in like a makeup chair with like the sideburns, the white hair on the side. Not the sideburns, the white hair on the side. There was also theories that he was going to play a voice of Shuma Gorath. But no, he's a simple pizza ball salesman on the side of the road in a multiple, uh, in a uh, a different universe than the one that they're in. Uh, <laughs> oh, what did they do to him? As they were walking away, he's trying to get them, get them to pay. Doctor Strange cast a spell on him that got him beating himself up. And... Uh, she, she's like, oh my gosh, is he going to be all right? He's like, yeah, he'll be fine in about three weeks, um, which will come into play a little bit later. I mean, if you've seen it, then you already know they go to the strange museum and they're on their way. They step in front of a memory machine. And, uh, this is where you get the lines in the movie that caused this movie to not be shown in Egypt. Uh, because of their 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 strict anti LGBTQ uh, policies that they have over there, they step on this memory machine, and Doctor Strange he remembers a nice dinner that he's having with Christine when she gave him the watch for his, or his birthday anniversary, whatever they were there for, and uh, you know a lot of this story has to do with Christine. I didn't really care for that part so much. But she steps on it, and it is a flashback to when she was a little girl. And, uh, her mothers were coming up and, you know, she was picking flowers or something and a little bee landed on her, on her hand and she got scared, opened up a portal that sucked her, her mothers into it and then sucked her into it. And she's apparently been universe hopping ever since. Uh, and, and that was, I mean, it was so brief. It wasn't. Uh, aggressive or in your face and it got banned in a whole country because of that 20 seconds of dialogue, which is, yeah, it's bananas. Um, so they go to the, the strange museum, which is actually the sanctum sanctorum, which is run by the sorcerer Supreme in that world, which is Mordo. And we haven't seen Mordo for a good, good while. And I'm, I'm kind of bummed that this is our reunion with Mordo because at the end of the initial doctor strange movie, he was, you know, hell bent on erasing all magic from the universe except for his. And he was like a real bad, bad guy. And in this one, he's like, hey, you knew this would happen. You knew we would be here. How are you, brother? And Strange is like, well, you know, go on red. Uh, so they go in um, into the Sanctum Sanctorum and they're talking about, you know, we had an issue with Thanos and the Doctor Strange here used what was that book? The Asante, the book of Asante, Asantvi. Anyway, they used a book, the book of Ashanti, Ashant, <laughs> the book of Ashanti. They used that to fight Thanos with, but it turns out the tea that both he and America were drinking was drugged by Mordo. Uh, he's still a bad guy. And then what else happened? We are introduced to the concept of dreamwalking where Wanda wants America's power to jump into another dimension, 
in order to get her children from that other dimension. Because turns out when you are asleep, the dreams that you are having are dreams of another dimension at that time. And, and Wong even makes a funny reference to it. He says, so that dream where I'm, I'm late for class and I'm naked, that's happening in another dimension. And she says, yeah, probably. Um, (laughs) so Wanda knows her kids are out there and that's why she wants to be able to have the power in order to universe jump. So Wanda is the legitimate bad guy in this. There is no nightmare. There is no Mephisto. Um, despite the thing that we thought we would have, we get another taste of Sam Raimi's penchant for horror, horror filmmaking. Uh, when Wanda goes dreamwalking because she can't go to the universe where strange and Chavez are, she uses the dark hold and she can dreamwalk with a version of herself from a different universe, i.e. she can take over their body, kind of body snatch there. And so the, the sequence when she is taking over the body of herself from another world is so good. Like it has such incredible classic horror elements. Um, the Wanda in that universe knows something is there and it's behind the stairs and it kind of creeps out. We're seeing it from the point of view of our Scarlet Witch, who's going to take this body and peeking out from behind the stair rail. But then Wanda turns around and it hides, it ducks back behind the stair stair, and she looks up as she's doing dishes and in the window, there is the Scarlet Witch and then she is taken over and she's there for a minute before um, she, she sees her, her boys. She gets a, gets a little bit, a little bit emotional. Um, while she's there though, it flashes back to her real body in our universe where Wong is tied up by these spectral bands. And one of the disciples, one of the sorcerers comes in and Wong's like, you're alive. And she's like, yes, we must destroy the dark hole. And he's like, I'll do it. Just release me. And she's like, you can't do it. You can't. We can't lose you. And so she goes and stabs the book, which breaks the spell, rips Wanda out of that universe. And Wanda comes to and and fries her, turns her to ash and is terrified that the book is now destroyed. And she's like, where do I find that? You've got to have a, you're the Sorcerer Supreme. Where's a copy of this book? He's like, there are no copies of this book. You, I'll, I'll never tell you. I'll never help you. She pulls some of his comrades out of the ashes and starts torturing them. And he's like, all right, fine. It's at Mount, I don't know if he, what he said really, Mount Wonder Court or something. Uh, but he said that it, the book is just a copy of the inscriptions and the runes that were inscribed into the walls of this shrine at Mount Wondercourt. And she's like, well, he said, no, no sorcerers ever made it there and made it back. And she's like, well, we're going to give it the best shot. Me and me and you. Meanwhile, Strange and Chavez wake up in these like plexiglass cages and there's Christine. It's another Christine, though. It's not the Christine that was wed to someone else uh, in his universe Um, she is a senior fellow at the, what was it? Senior fellow at the Baxter corporation, I believe is what she said. And so immediately Marvel fans know that Baxter corporation is the, the Baxter building is where the fantastic four 
have their operations. And there has been many, many rumors of Reed Richards being part of the Illuminati in this Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. There have been rumors, leaks, and fan castings for John Krasinski to play as Reed Richards in this version of the Fantastic Four over and over and over again. I've got some interesting things to say about the Fantastic Four as well. Uh, She tells him that this universe is designated 838. His universe, our universe, the one that we've been playing in for so long, is Universe 616, which I believe is the same as in the comic books, although I'm not, I'm not too sure. Uh, yeah, it's the Baxter Foundation, my note says. And then uh, a robot comes up, or Mordo comes up, and says you're going to be introduced to the Illuminati. Uh, Wong and what's her name? Scarlet Witch. I'm sorry, I'm very tired, but I'm very excited about this movie at the same time, so I want to talk about it, and I can't go to bed until I talk about this movie. They show up to Mount Wondercorp, and there's these monsters that come out of the shadows, and they look like they're going to attack, but then turns out they start bowing. And she's like, oh shit, this place was built for the Scarlet Witch. This is my place, dude. And he's like, oh no, here we go. Um, And she knocks Wong off of a cliff. I don't know if she does that before the next next thing uh, as well. But then, so Doctor Strange is let in uh, in handcuffs by the Ultron bots like we saw in the trailer. And he's let in to meet the Illuminati. And I was so excited about this. This is one of the things, like, they showed not really the whole Illuminati, but they showed just little brief glimpses of it. We got to see Professor X. We know Mordo was, Mordo's involved in it because of the trailers. Uh, but turns out... We got Black Bolt, the same dude, I think it's the same dude, that played in the Inhumans TV show that nobody liked at all. But it's cool. He's from a different universe. When we get our Black Bolt, it'll be it'll be banging. We got Reed Richards, played by John Krasinski. I, I almost fell out of my chair when he stepped out of the portal or the door, wherever he came from. Uh, I couldn't believe it. Captain Carter, Peggy Carter, uh, from the What If series, was there. Mordo, of course, and then Maria Rambeau, Monica Rambeau's mother, is Captain Marvel in this universe. And so she um, is the character that we've been seeing in the trailers that people have been doing the 4K expansions of and the enhance, enhance, enhance to find out who she is or who he is because they thought that she was, no, that's Monica Rambeau. No, that's Carol Danvers. That's Miss Marvel. No, that's um, Superior Iron Man. That's uh, Tony Stark played by Tom Cruise. And turns out it was none of those. It was Maria Rambeau. So uh, very cool to see her back. Um albeit briefly, because if you watch the movie, you know what happens next. And then, of course, Patrick Stewart's Professor X. Um, they tell the story to Doctor Strange of why they're suspicious of all Doctor Stranges, because he, in this universe, got a hold of the Darkhold to defeat Thanos, and the resulting incursion from that killed trillions of people. And so they were like, you know what you've done? You fucked up, kid. We're going to tell the world a different story. However, you got to go. And we got a chance to see Black Bolt's powers because in this flashback, it showed all the Illuminati with a uh, a kind of uh, 
pitiable Doctor Strange, a remorseful Doctor Strange on his knees and Black Bolt comes, goes up to him and he just whispers, I'm sorry, and reduces him to ash. Just accurately as the comic books would. Like that's, uh, it was it was beautiful. Um, Wanda, she knocked Wong off a cliff. I don't know if she did this before or afterwards, but the Illuminati were so sure of themselves they were like well Wanda can't attack us she can't reach us here and he's like well what about dream walking they're like don't worry about it um but she sure enough she gets into that dream walking state goes into that universe and she attacks this is um I'll talk about it here in just a second so she attacks and the Illuminati all of them except for Professor X confront her in the lobby of the Illuminati building of the Baxter Foundation building and Reed Richards says, Wanda, you've got to stop this. You've got to think of your children. I have children as well. And she says, well, do they have a mother? And he's like, yeah, they've got a mother. And she's like, oh, good. There will be someone to take care of them after you are gone. And I was like, oh, God, that's dark. And, and he says, well, let me introduce you to Black Bolt. Uh, Black Bolt uh, says a single word out of his mouth and you're destroyed. And Wanda says, what mouth? And he looks down and his mouth is fucking gone. And then she crushes his head. She takes Reed Richards and she shreds him like paper, just destroys John Krasinski's Reed Richards, Peggy Carter and, and Maria Rambo, um, Captain Marvel. They last a little bit longer. Um, but Captain, Captain, um, Captain America, I guess, well, Captain Britain, they don't call her Captain Britain, but Captain Carter is then seemingly cut in half by her shield and Maria Rambo is overpowered and then smashed by a statue. All of the Illuminati dead except for Professor X. And then Professor X, um, he, <laughs> he confronts her when she's almost at America Chavez, who tries to smash through the plexiglass uh, cage and manages to shatter it a little bit, just kind of shake it to its shake. It's to its core there. And he's like, Wanda, you can't take her. And he goes into her mind. Like you'd, you'd think professor X would, and is in this white space and he goes through this door and there's this rubble and underneath it is a poor sniveling Wanda. And uh, she appears suddenly again, that scared my daughter. My daughter had to leave halfway through. <laughs> grandma and grandpa came and picked her up because she was not, she was not having it, but he goes to reach for her and she's like, help me. And he's like, I think I can pull you out. And then this red fog comes in behind and it engulfs professor X and Wanda as a vampire, a demon, a zombie, gnarled teeth, long black nails comes out, grabs his head and breaks his neck. All of the Illuminati is dead and gone, with the exception of Mordo, who fights Doctor Strange. And yeah, Wanda. Oh, oh, what do they do? Oh, then Doctor Strange tells Christine, you need to show me where the Ashanti is after he beats Mordo, because Mordo really wants to kick his ass. And they find it. And when they do, Wanda catches up to them. And... Uh, gets a hold of America and she is transported to another dimension. No, a portal is opened. She activates America's power and pushes strange and Christine 
through a portal to what looks like the dimension, looks like the universe where Doctor Strange uh, destroyed reality in the What If series. Like there was that black ooze coming off the buildings. He hadn't quite yet shrunk it all the way, so maybe it was one very similar to the one we saw, uh, but not quite. And uh, then they meet another Doctor Strange who has been using the dark hold and he's looking pretty evil. And he said he's been killing Dr. Strange's like, that's what he's been. That's what he's been up to. Cause he's looking for himself. He's looking for himself a Christine really is what he's doing. And he says, you ever have that dream where you're falling? Well, yeah, that's because I pushed you. Oh man. Dark. Then they have a music battle. <laughs> which is really cool. Uh, Dr. Strange, he summons up all these music notes and he throws them at the evil Dr. Strange and he's got the third eye in his head and then he's using music notes back at him and they got this music note conglomeration going on in the middle. It's like a Dragon Ball Z episode, you know, last time on Dragon Ball Z and it's just the the power struggle for four or five episodes and he's got the dark hold that's been shot off of his hip where he was keeping it and then Dr. Strange, he gets... He sees a harp over and he's struggling and they're both struggling. And he's trying to get the dark hold and he sees his harp and he goes, Bring. one little tiny music note comes out, explodes the whole thing, knocks the dude out the window and uh, onto the fence, kills him. Ironic because he was pushing Dr. Strange's off the, off the building and here he is falling off himself. Then Wong is alive, turns out. Um, Wanda is taking America's power. Uh, Steven decides to use the dark hold and Christine's like, what are you doing? You're using the dark hold. And he's like, you got to protect my body from the souls of the damned. And he's like, I'm going to dream walk into my universe since I can't be there. And so he opens up the dark hold and he starts dream walking. She's like, how are you going to dream hold? There's no doctor strange in your universe. And he's like, who said it's got to be a living doctor strange? Sure as shit. They got the, the dead defender strange that they buried there uh, early on in the movie. And he comes and takes the body of, and uh, then he starts getting attacked. He uses his sling ring to get over to Mount, Mount Moricut or whatever it's called. And, um, these spirits start attacking him. They're like, you broke a forbidden rule. You cannot dream walk into a dead person. We're going to take you. And these souls are attacking his real body and also his defender, uh, strange zombie body over here in our universe, which looks a, f- a lot more decayed than it should. Um, I was hoping that would be a zombie Doctor Strange, but it turns out it's just a dreamwalking Doctor Strange. And so these these damn souls are attacking <laughs> these damn souls. And Christine says they're spirits. You know, use them. You're the you're the mag- master of mystic arts. And uh he's like, "Yeah, okay, good idea." And he starts grabbing them and pulling them into his zombie body and binding them to him. And uh he flies over to Wanda. They start fighting and she stops pulling the power from America. And she's like, dream walking, you hypocrite. I, I thought that was pretty good. He said, this time it's going to take more than killing me to kill me. And uh, 
Wong's like, you got to take America's power because they get using the the damned souls and using Wong's power. They kind of trap Wanda for a minute. They buy themselves some time. And Wong's like, you've got to take America's power. It will kill her, but it's the only way. And he refuses. He says, no, we don't need to take her power. America, we don't need to take your power. You've got it in you. You've got what it what it takes. And so she opens a portal. And she opens a portal to her, to her kids and an alternate version of Wanda. And she goes through and they're terrified. This witch has just walked through into the living room. And so they scream and run off. She's like, no. And then the other Wanda tries to protect her and she knocks him, knocks her out of the way. And, and they're like, mom, no. And she's like, I'm, I'm your mother. I love you. And she slaps him across. And then she's like, I'd never hurt you. And, um, America wants to bring her back and Dr. Strange is like, hold on, man, just wait. And the other Wanda goes up and says, Hey, look, I know you can't be with these kids, but I'm going to love these kids. Just know that these kids are going to be, these kids are going to be loved. And, um, so they close the portal. They're all back at the, at the mountain and Wong and America leave to go get Dr. Strange and Christine Meanwhile, Doctor Strange, in the body of dead Defender Strange, is comforting Wanda, kind of. I mean, he's there for her, and he's like, what will you do? And she's like, I opened the dark hold. I have to close it. No one will be tempted by it again. And so she's going to bring the whole mountain down, essentially. We don't see her die, I think. I don't think we see her die. Um... Yeah, so I mean, she's got. Honestly, honestly, it would be tragic if Wanda Maximoff, the Scarlet Witch's story, ended here. She still has the potential to bring us the mutants, which she didn't do in this show, which I'm very disappointed about. Um, she still has a potential reunion with Vision. Um, she still has a potential reunion with her children, whether they are children that are manifested by her own magical powers or come from another universe. I mean, that remains to be seen. Uh, We do see at the end of the show or at the end of the movie, America is studying at um, Kumataj and she tells Dr. Strange, I'm really glad I fell into your universe. Did you see me? I made some sparks. That's a lot harder uh, of a portal to make than the ones that I make. And Dr. Strange is like, I'm glad you did too. And he goes and he fixes his watch. When he's fixing his watch in the end scene of the movie, his hands are looking mighty steady. You remember that was kind of his driving factor in the first one. His hands were broken. He was a world-class surgeon. He got into the car accident and his hands were broken. So he was looking for a cure. That's how he came uh, across becoming the Sorcerer Supreme. Uh, In this one, hands very, very steady. Um, As he's walking down the street in normal, regular clothes, uh, he falls to his knees. The wind starts whipping around and a third eye is opened in his forehead, similar to the Dr. Strange that he had confronted and killed in the other universe, the one that was hoarding the Darkhold. So does that mean that Dr. Strange is now corrupted by the Darkhold or has he just opened himself up a new power set? I'm very excited to see that explored in further movies. Okay, so that's the end of the movie. And as I come to the end of the movie, I can't help but think that um, the Illuminati feels like in this movie a throwaway. I know there were 
some protestations from people on the internet when there were rumors and whispers of the Illuminati being included in the MCU because the Illuminati is not a... I mean, purportedly, not a great organization if they even really exist, you know, whether it's through sex trafficking or, um, I don't know, what a, whatever kind of child molestation or, or whatever they are accused of or associated with. They're like, well, you can't bring this thing into the MCU. And it has been a, a big part of the Marvel comics for a long time, the Illuminati, this group of characters. So by bringing the Illuminati in, they introduce the Illuminati. They uh, appease many fan theories by bringing uh, what, by all accounts, was a great actor from the Inhuman show into the Illuminati. This wonderful fan casting that everyone wanted for so long, John Krasinski, into the, into the fold. They've got some semblance of mutant representation here with Professor X, Peggy Carter from What If, and we've got a Captain Marvel that is different from the Captain Marvel. But you have a, a Illuminati squad. So you get to appease the fan base by saying, look, we did the Illuminati. And then you kill off the Illuminati. So does that mean, just let me get it straight here, we are not technically getting John Krasinski as Reed Richards. Like, I still don't know. Like, it's still, it still feels like anyone could be Reed Richards because he's dead. He's dead now. So is a different person going to be Reed Richards or have they actually cast John Krasinski as Reed Richards? And then we'll just get a different universe version of Reed Richards in the Council of Reeds. God, I hope they do the Council of Reeds. I don't know. It just feels like such a it feels like such a throwaway um, just to satisfy a thing. And I know it's a big part of the story, but is it really? Because he could have just gone to the other dimension, dealt with Christine and Mordo who was the Sorcerer Supreme, found the Ashanti, but instead maybe you film all these extra scenes with these extra characters and cameos, and then that's a part of your movie. Like, if you took if you took that entire Illuminati section out of the movie, what would be lost? You still have Wanda following the, the logical uh, path to becoming a villain, trying to get back to her kids that she created, you still have Doctor Strange being corrupted by a dark hold, gaining a new power set, um, and and the introduction of this new character, America Chavez. You don't lose anything from that, uh, from the exclusion of the Illuminati in this movie. So, like, realistically, they didn't even need to be there. It was, it was a cool scene. It was a cool sequence, but. Ultimately, probably not even necessary. Then there is uh, a couple of in-credit scenes. Um, Doctor Strange, again, walking down the street, and this woman appears, and I didn't recognize the woman. She gets like a little glowing thing in her hand, and uh, I looked it up. It's Charlize Theron. Fantastic. And it turns out she is playing a magic user by the name of Clea. And Clea is someone who... I guess in the comics, she lives in the dark dimension, the same dimension that Dormammu was in. And she's actually like a kid's sister to Dormammu's 
mother, maybe? Dormammu's sister, perhaps? Or a child of his sister? I don't know what the relationship is there, but I know that her and Dormammu have some linkage. Uh, And she comes in and she says, look, what you did caused an incursion. We need your help to fix it, you know, unless you're afraid. You know, this little third eye opens up on his head now. Seemingly the same Doctor Strange, so it hasn't corrupted him too much. And he's like, I'm not afraid. He whips his scarf off and she tears a a rift into space-time and off they go on to the next adventure. So that's cool. It kind of sets up Doctor Strange's next adventure a little bit. But I feel by doing this, they're kind of leaving that Mordo thread just hanging. I know they gave us a Mordo that was a little bit cooler with him in this other dimension. There's still evil Mordo out there. Like this, I, I, I get it. And it also doesn't feel like it really sets up the rest of the MCU to go on this multiversal kick. I felt like going into this movie, I felt like this movie should have been the jumping off point for huge multiversal adventures, you know, with the culmination of Kang the Conqueror being the next Avengers level threat. But instead, we got kind of one of the most standalone features in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And don't get me wrong, I enjoyed it thoroughly. The horror aesthetic to it was something so different that I hadn't seen in any other Marvel feature. The closest thing was the gory scene that we saw in Moon Knight recently on Disney+, Plus, where the dude is getting mummified and his innards are getting taken out and put in, the, put in those jars. Uh, but yeah, some of this stuff was crazy. It was crazy gross. Um, it was totally way different from the first movie. And I mean, that makes that makes sense because, you know, Scott Derrickson did not direct this one. This one was Sam, Sam Raimi. Things that we did not get in this movie. We did not get any Deadpool. There was no Nightmare. There was no Mephisto. There was really no mutants. I mean, you, you get Professor X... Is Clea a mutant? I don't think she is. I think she's just a sorcerer. You get Professor X, but never does it mention mutants. Maybe it warms up uh, audiences to the idea that mutants are now accessible within this MCU universe. And I just, I don't feel like Wanda's story is wrapped up. If it ended here, it would be fine, I suppose. But there's never any redemption for Wanda. There's never any closure for Wanda. I mean, she just gets shafted again and again and again. And in, you know, Westview, she lost the children that she made up in infinity war. She lost vision. She lost vision again in, in Westview. She lost her children again. She lost even the idea that she could be with her children from another dimension. Yeah. She was bringing that mountain down and maybe it would have been a more humane way to treat that character. Just bring that whole mountain down on top of her and call it a day and say, Wanda, sorry, but you are just a miserable character. Like she is in competition with guts from berserk as being one of the most, uh, miserable, uh, trampled on downtrodden beaten characters that I've seen in, in media. I don't, I don't, I want her to get a happy ending. Like, I'm really rooting for her. And yeah, she was very evil in this one. And she was a great villain. And her motivations made sense. 
but she killed so many people. She was so bad in this one. Wanda, you're so bad in this one. Uh, there is a second end credit scene too. So um, that one's a little, <laughs> I'm not even going to, well, I'll, I guess I talk about it. we're in spoilers now. If you, if you went and watched the movie, then, you know, you've seen these scenes that I'm talking about. We're not even going to, not even going to worry about it. So it's Bruce Campbell. Uh, the, the pizza, pizza ball vendor from that one universe, he is still beating the shit out of himself. And then it comes, the camera comes up close and he stops beating himself up. Must've been three weeks by now. And he looks at the camera and he says, Oh, thank God it's over. (laughs) And then that's it. That's the second in credit scene. Kind of like it. Kind of goofy. Uh, not anything really impactful. And like I said, there are not a lot of threads connecting the wider MCU. So we've gotten Spider-Man No Way Home. We've gotten Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, really, this phase so far, was was Spider-Man No Way Home the start of this phase? Or was it Black Widow? Shang-Chi? Or is that the last phase? I don't know. It all feels very disjointed. And I'm, I'm not a fan of that. I, I signed on. I bought tickets to this roller coaster ride because all of it's connected. And that's what I'm doing here. What I'm doing here is staying up late and talking to you about Doctor Strange. I'm very excited. Have you seen it? What did you think about the Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? Doctor Strange's mom is, uh, I'm glad I got to see it like a couple days after it came out. So I'm Right on the front end, I don't have to worry about spoilers on the internet anymore. I'm I'm a free man. I'm so I'm so excited about that. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to hear more from me, make sure you tune into Culture Jack wherever you scream stream scream your podcasts. When you yell at your podcasts, wherever you stream them, whether it be on Audible or SoundCloud or Stitcher or iHeart or Pandora or Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Amazon Music, wherever you get those goddamn things, make sure you stream us some Culture Jack. You can find us at Culture Jacked on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I've got a uh, TikTok thing I do some stuff with. That's in the link below. Also an email if you want to email us a question and I will be happy to answer at one of my regular podcasts. But this was a special podcast. This was an extra podcast for you. Be sure to tune in next Friday. I've got more stuff about Masters of the Universe. We're finally going to do it. We're finally going to take the take the dive and talk about Masters of the Universe. Oh, and don't take your 8-year-old to go see Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. My 10-year-old was also there. He was a little bit tougher, but still, there were some things that um, made him look like he was going to pee in his little pants. <laughs> Have a good night, guys, or good day. <laughs> <laughs>